hashtag only in LA, we have the talented makeup artist Levi Vieira. Levi is originally from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and you may have seen Levi's work on the Escada, Fendi, or Gucci runways, or perhaps on TV shows such as RuPaul's Drag Race, or even on stars such as Juliette Lewis and Keelan Lutz. Levi's extended range has prepared him for any assignment from the natural to the bizarre, and I am so excited to talk to him today. Welcome, Levi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, excited to be here. Yay, we're so happy to have you. So we always love to kick off the show learning more about what brought you to this lovely city. What's your LA story? Well, I, it's funny because I've always had, I think since I was a kid, most kids in my country dream of going to Disney World and I always want to come to New York and LA. And when I finally moved, made my way to California, I lived in the Bay Area and I wanted to move to LA so bad that I kept on thinking about it. And then one day, I used to work for a company called Shuemura on Fillmore oh, and Pine. I love Shuemura. I know, me too. I still love them. They're they amazing the best makeup. lashes. Exactly. And brushes. And <laughs> I could go on and on yeah. talking about them. So they opened a boutique at South Coast Plaza oh, in, yeah. in Orange County. And they offered me a promotion and a relocation. I was like, uh, yeah. So I came down. And at the time, I moved to Long Beach. Because I felt like Long Beach was very much like the Bay Area. It had a great vibe. Yeah, especially Huge. Belmont Shore. Yeah, that's well, I live in Belmont Heights, okay. Colorado Terminal at the time. They had a big bear community, very gay, very friendly. Mm -hmm. And nothing against Orange County, it's just too traditional for me. And I right. felt like it would fit right into Long Beach. So I moved in there and uh -huh. I used to commute to Orange County every day. So oh, that's wow. how I ended up in L.A. But it was wow. like... My old boss, who's amazing, she didn't really want to let me go, but she goes, she knew it was my dream to come here. Yeah. So she said, you can, I'll recommend it for the promotion. If you drive down and you go see if you like the place. So I drove down all the way here. Uh -huh. they, they paid me to come here and visit, basically, That's which amazing. was amazing. Yeah. And I saw the palm trees like, uh, yeah. <laughs> It was like October. It was so warm. It's like, I am staying. And so you came down here from the Bay Area to visit? Or yeah, I came over okay. to visit. She wanted to make sure I liked the place before uh -huh. I took the job. Right. You know, and as I loved it. And I decided to come. It's like, yeah, this is home. It felt like home right away. Awesome. And so just for our listeners that aren't familiar with the gay scene, what is a bear community? Well, <laughs> for those of you guys that don't know, bears are... Chunky, uh, uh, hairy, masculine man, usually with a beard, <laughs> most likely with a shaved head. <laughs> it's funny because we all kind of look the same. <laughs> and they're all cuddly. Yes, we're very huggy and, you know, and fun people to hang out with. Yay, I love the bears and it's the good. otters. Yes. <laughs> And so what um, L.A. neighborhoods have you lived in? Uh, or or well, Southern California neighborhoods, I guess. When I live... Uh, after I lived in Long Beach, then I, I met a guy mm -hmm. and invited me to move in with him, which was a big mistake, but I'm glad we it... We all have I, them. I know. I'm glad <laughs> I did it. But I ended up in a neighborhood called Curahayda. How do you spell that? C-U-D-A-H-Y. I've never even heard of oh, that. Oh, people say Curahay. You see, like, on the seventh end, there's a sign. I had no idea where that was. A good friend of mine, Christina, said, you know what? Tell people that it's the same distance from downtown to Studio City, but going south. It's like, oh, okay. they're giving people an idea. It's yeah. kind of like between Bell Gardens and Huntington Park. Okay. It's kind of like in the little 710, 105-ish. Uh, no, it's actually north of the 105. It's like a big, big Hispanic neighborhood. It's so amazing because I've lived in Southern California, like, off and on 
since I was born, and I've never heard of this town. Because it's, it's, it's small. It's it's uh, it's like one of those neighborhoods, like Baldwin Hills, that you never know what it is uh-huh. until somebody like, oh, that's what there is. You know, yeah. I think it's yeah. called Bald- Baldwin Hills. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Baldwin Hills. I've heard of that. <laughs> so yeah, so I lived in Carahay for a little bit, which was very interesting because at the time my Spanish was very limited. Uh-huh. And I look Latino, so people assumed right. I was Mexican, and then I'll go to the store, and they're just like, "Hola," blah 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 in Spanish, and I'll give them that deer headlights, a little confused, and they give me that face like, "Why are you too good to talk to me in Spanish? I know you're Mexican." Oh. I was like, uh, and I'll say, uh, "You soy brasileño, I'm Brazilian," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay," and then they'll talk to me in English. Oh, okay, but it was interesting. Portuguese and Spanish so different? It's not super different, but if you talk too fast, okay, like most Brazilians will be able to understand Spanish because we're so used to the Spanish music. Mm-hmm. Like we listen to Shakira, we listen mm-hmm. to Thalia, you know. Your hips don't lie. I personally love my Mexican telenovelas. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Mucho. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, but mostly, I find the most uh, Spanish-speaking natives, they don't really understand Portuguese because they think we talk too fast, and I think they talk too fast. Uh-huh. But now, after being in California for, I mean, Southern California for so long, you know, I understand everything in Spanish. Oh, yeah. So, when, when did you, what year did you come down here? 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I you're going on 10 years. United United States, uh, 99. Okay. And I live in Cape Cod. Wow. From Rio to Cape Cod, it was a big, big E-town? change. I'm no hyenas. Okay. Very conservative. Yeah. Like the Kennedy the compound Kennedys. was like two blocks from my house. Like the, I could ride my bike when I live in, in Centerville through their compound. I could ride wow. my bike to their compound. Oh, wow, what a unique experience. Yeah, it was, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's beautiful there. Yeah. It's just that for me at the time, it was too much. So I don't want to get sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleak ADHD. But. I know, me too. So, <laughs> so back to Karahe. And right. after Karahe, I lived there for a while. And things didn't work out. My ex and I moved back to Long Beach. Okay. Uh, and then I met my current husband. Ooh. My husband, our Zach, who's a wonderful guy. I wish he was here. You'll love, love him. The he is a riot. Oh, I can't uh, I love that man. We've been together for six years now. Okay. Been married for a little bit over one. Okay. So you come, he lived in Atwater Village. Oh, and beautiful. I lived, we love it in there. And I lived in Long Beach. And then it's funny because all the friends are like, Oh, they ain't gonna last. I mean, you guys, really, you guys are really far apart. People don't even like to commute from the east and the west side in mm-hmm. LA, right? So, when we met each other, and we, and then I decided to move to Hollywood, okay, because I wanted to be closer to him. And at that time, I had already left Shuemura and it was freelancing. And I find as a makeup artist, it's important for you to be in LA because sometimes I get a call and like we need you in such and such as house in like an hour, oh, okay, or thirty minutes, or you have a seven a.m. call time in Burbank. Is that common? Like they don't? There's not a lot of planning. It depends. <laughs> okay. uh, depends. Sometimes things come up last minute. Mm-hmm. There have been times that they, when I was with an agency, they call like, "Can you be, you know, in this guy's house?" Because sometimes other makeup artists don't follow through or oh, things okay. happen or, oh, okay. or or they live too far away yeah or <laughs> <laughs> you know and also after working 14 hour days you, you don't want to drive all the way to long beach it's so convenient That's when i'm true. working when i'm working in hollywood then i'm like two axes down you right. know and it's not uncommon to work 14 16 hour days it's right. like normal you I, know? yeah in sure. film very standard so i moved to hollywood which was really really it's so funny because the girls quote unquote yeah but uh we can't say that anymore can we yeah oh oh well RuPaul likes to call them grannies there you go the grannies 
the, the grannies were working on my sidewalk. So I used to smoke and I'd go outside and have a cigarette like, oh, hey, yeah. girl. And it just kind of talked to them and I made friends with them. And one time I even gave one a ride and my husband goes, you can't do that because they're going to think you're a client. You're going to get arrested. Uh-oh. But never got arrested. They never bothered me. Hollywood was amazing. There was yeah. always something happening. Never a dull moment in that neighborhood. And after living there for a while, I went back to Brazil to work on a movie. I was oh. down there for three months. Wow. Yeah. Zach still complains that I was gone for our first New Year's and our first Valentine's. Oh, gosh. But I'm was, sure you've made it up. I now. made it up. And then when <laughs> I came back from Brazil, we found this home here in Echo Park. And we've been here for five years. And we love it here. Yeah, Echo Park is a special neighborhood yep. for sure. We, we like the neighborhood. We love the house. It's, it's small but cozy. And we have had a wedding here. Oh, wow. We had... Crazy parties for 300 people. Wow. And expanded in the backyard. And oh, it was okay. just, it's, I'll, sing, I'll show you the pictures. It's crazy. Oh, that'll be, that'll be awesome. <laughs> so Echo Park is such a, um, you know, they say that it's up and coming. It's like the new Silver Lake. Do you do you feel that way? Uh, yes. We feel like it, we've been here for five years. We've seen changes, new stores, uh, more restaurants, uh, the streets look a little bit cleaner. The park, it was just remodeled, got a beautiful facelift, and it looks beautiful, even though we never go there. We keep saying we're going to go running there, but we mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> oh, and that's MacArthur Park? Or? No, Echo oh. Park. Oh, Echo, Echo Park, Park Lake, down the street. They okay. remodeled, they they actually emptied the lake, broke it all down, oh, rebuilt yeah. it. They Wait. brought the Lotus Flower Festival back. Did they find bodies in there when we they thought of, it? We thought they would, but Is I don't think they did. There was a rumor. I don't think they found any. Now they have little pedal boats and kids oh, and families, yeah. and they're always shooting films down there. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite movies of all time is called um, Mi Vida Loca. Uh-huh. And it was shot in Echo Park. Yes. Back in the and 90s. And then everybody goes, Echo Park. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shy girl. Um, well, that's awesome. Great journey. Um, so let's talk about makeup. Yes. Well, my favorite subject. I I'm know. A, I'm so, a total makeup geek. Just, I, I, I dream about it sometimes. It's just funny. I had dreams at one point of being a makeup artist, and um, I have so much makeup. <laughs> um, but what called you into the profession? You know, it's funny because since I was a kid, I always liked, I always liked makeup. And like, were you watching your mom? I used to watch my mom. I used to watch my aunt doing their makeup. But mm-hmm. growing up in Brazil... As a gay little boy, it's not always fun. And I wasn't allowed to play. And I got in trouble. I remember I got in trouble with my dad. Couldn't play with makeup, whatever. And then we just kind of forgot. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, kept on going my life. And then I was in school for chemical engineering for almost 40 years. And I hated with the passion. Like, it was just... It you was, you it, mean you weren't using chemicals to make makeup? Right? I didn't (laughs) think about that. I should have been making my my own line. And... I was like, you know, this is not for me. I want to do something that has to do with art. And I decided to, to change to advertising. Oh, wow. And I was able to get in. It was only four openings. And I studied really hard. And I was able to switch. Because things in Brazil are different. You choose your major mm. before you get into college. You have oh. to take, for every school you want to apply, you have to take a different SAT. It's, <gasps> wow. it's, it's crazy. It's not, yeah, no joke. It's really, really hard. Now, now I think they changed like from one big SAT, but back in my day, that's 1993 when I graduated in high school. Mm-hmm. That's how it worked. And I had to take it again and I was able to get in. And after being there for a year, my friend said, you know, why don't you come to Boston, make some money? I was like, well, Boston's a big city. Mm-hmm. It turns out it wasn't Boston, it was Cape Cod and I was working as a landscaper. Making, what? 
eight dollars an hour. What? <laughs> yes. That is so far away from makeup. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know if I'm on time constraint. No, <laughs> I can no. talk. I can talk. Yeah, keep going. It's a long journey. So I, I did landscaping and then hate it, of course, because it's so butch. Right. But I have pictures of me on the top of the truck, and I, I know I dropped with like gel in my hair. And I'm I, sure you were. Like and I had boots, and it was the cleanest. I thought it was like the best in the company because it was so clean and proper. It was super preppy. That's awesome. <laughs> and then. After that, I went to clean houses, and after cleaning houses, I went to work as a bartender, and then I went to work in a nursing home as a nurse's aide. Oh, wow. And I think it was probably my first experience as a makeup artist without even knowing, because we had to do their hair, the ladies' hair, and oh. we had to do their makeup and dress them and bathe them and oh. shave the guys. It was it was, it was interesting uh, because they were Alzheimer's patients, and they were not always... Oh, right nice they bite you yep. and, and hit you and yeah and being a makeup artist it was so close to people that i think looking back working with alzheimer's patients helped me so much in patience it gave, gave me a lot of patience naomi campbell has nothing on that right <laughs> <laughs> exactly like bring it on bitch i've done it before <laughs> hit me <laughs> and uh that was probably my first experience and i worked as a nurse's aide in a nursing home and then I, when I moved to California that's what I did here I worked with two guys the home care for a, a guy who ended up becoming my good friend Brian he's passed away already and uh, he was just a funniest dude he rode in his wheelchair in, in Berkeley uh-huh. and I had to cook for him and I learned how to cook from a quadriplegic, quadriplegic guy Wow! because I had to make his meal and he wanted to taste good so he taught me how to do it oh my gosh and Brian in a wheelchair taught me how to walk on heels <laughs> Oh that's amazing. <laughs> it was it was it was fun. Uh, Brian was a amazing, like quite a guy. He's he's just cracked me off. Very smart. Mm-hmm. He had a degree in law from Berkeley, mm-hmm. and he could only move his neck from wow. neck up. Was and it he, an injury? They both were injuries. Uh, both Jack and, and Brian, they both gone. Uh, Brian was fell on a, riding his bike, hit a splinter and oh, sprinkler and hit a hat, his head on the on the on a tree. Yeah. And Jack was running track in school. Wow. So they both injured. And there was another guy. Uh, well, this one is still around. He's very smart. His name is Michael. I think it's fine. Since I'm not saying their last name, it'll be yeah. okay. Uh, Michael is really young. He's 22. And then we worked, started working when he was 21. I had a blast too. Like, uh-huh. really smart kid. So I learned a lot from all these boys. And yeah. I think everything just kind of came together. And it was a time that I decided that, like, what am I going to do in my life? This is not what I want to do. It's been great. I yeah. love those boys. And But what am I going to do? And I was like, I want to work in, in, in arts. I want to do TV. I want to do film. I can't quite act. I'm not tall enough. I'm a big boy. I can't <laughs> model. I love to be a singer, but I ain't got a voice. What can I do that would be fabulous and gay? <laughs> and I just took a day to think about it. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to be a makeup artist. <gasps> it just came to you. And... This guy that used to be my, my best friend at the time said, you can't do that. You don't have the talent. I was like, well, how do you know? I don't know. Maybe I have the talent. Right. So I went to school, signed up for esthetician school. And in school, skincare is important and all, but it's just, it does, it's not my thing. Right. Some people you get excited paint. about the hydroquinones and the ingredients. And I'm like, no, girl, I want color. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to be in the spa doing a florage. I want to be... You know, out and loud and have fun and glitter and sparkle. And, yeah. and I started playing makeup in there. And then it was just, just kind of happened. From beauty school, I went to work at Sephora as a holiday okay. helper. And then I worked for Estee Lauder. 
Okay. My very first line. And then my old boss from Lauder, which was amazing, uh, she recommended me to the pro team with Lauder. Oh, wow. And I traveled all over Northern California. Amazing. That's when I really, really learned because I got to work with the, the best people in the company. Like I had people from all over the country coming to do events in the store and you had to be on the top of my game. And it was mm-hmm. so new, but I learned and I was always watching. I looked in magazines and I looked in Kevin O'Quan's books and oh, I was trying and just kind of... I love Kevin O'Quan. Exactly. I love, their, I love their... I, love, I have it. And I love their line. Their line is good too. So it just kind of start doing it. And... Got my graduation from school and got my diploma in esthetician, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just kept working. From Lauder, I freelanced with a little bit with Mac, which okay. got me to be really fast because you have to right. do a face in 15 minutes. Oh, is that it? It's right. no joke. You got to bam, bam. And then from Mac, I went to work for Shuramura, who moved me down here. Okay, and the rest is history. And they have, the rest is history. And then my client, my first one of my clients, I did her makeup for a wedding. She liked it and she brought me to do, uh, she was a photographer for my first cover. What was it on? Instinct Magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was like a grooming and did this boy. Uh, really, really cool. I was super excited. Uh-huh. And, you know, and then from one thing led to another and I worked with Temp 2 because I learned how to airbrush. And that, that gave me opportunity to work on the set. So I met one person that brought me to the set and they liked my work and they brought me back and then just kept on going and... Now it's been what I mean. No, I haven't worked with full time with a makeup line since two thousand eight. Wow! And I do all my own. That's I, awesome. I am a member of the local seven hundred six Hollywood Union of Makeup Artists, which is really prestigious and really hard to get in. Yeah, how do you have to get in? You have to. There are a few ways to do it. What? This is non-official. People call them if you're interested. Yeah. Uh, you gotta work for sixty days okay. per year. For three years in a period of five years. Okay. So like, wow. it sounds really confusing, I know. No, I get it. So 60 days a year, you must work. And then you have to do at least 60 days a year for three, three years, years. In a five-year five five yeah. five year window. And then those, day, those days, you have to get letters from the production companies. You got to get your check stops. You have to make a minimum amount a of money. Of it's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump. And I, from the moment I knew what I wanted, then I knew I wanted to work in film and TV. I started saving my stubs. And when time came, I got all like piles of paperwork. And of yeah. course, it cost $6,500 to join. Oh my gosh. It, but it's, it's worth it. If, that's what, if you want to work with the best people in the business, that's what you want to do. Okay, and so by getting that, you get the film gigs and the TV gigs. They don't give you the gigs, but you. But you're uh, eligible. You, uh, you can't. You, if you're not a union, you can't work. Like I, we just, okay. I worked on. I was. I worked on Jam and Holograms. <gasps> uh, you did. I did. Yeah. The uh, new one. The new one. We just we did reshoots just other day, and I worked with this fabulous girl. Oh my god, I should still interview her, Mary. Anyways, Mary is amazing. She was department head, and she's like a unicorn. I love her. And I, I came over to assist her. And this other girl, Tiffany White, they were amazing. And if I was in the union, I was not going to be able to work on that show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. So the makeup for Gem and the Holograms has got to be off the hook, <laughs> right? Well, it's 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 all a big surprise. So for now, I can't really talk much about it. I'm just going to say it was amazing. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm imagining a pink there may have been some glitter yeah you have to talk to mary she'll be she's she's a riot oh my god so i had a great time so big movies like uh gem on the holograms the purge that i got to work on the purge uh two which was 
Departed 2, it was also okay. a union show. Uh, the movie, the, the show we did with Callan Lutz, it's on now, uh, Bullseye. Okay. It's also a union show. So a lot of those bigger right. shows are, you know. And so how do you find the gig? So I know that you get the, you've got the thing and, and, it, and now you're eligible, but then how do you find word, It's all word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, you do, you do a good job. I'm, it's funny because I'm completely insane, but when it comes to work, I'm very by the book. Right. Like I, if my call times at six, I'm usually there by five fifteen. You know, I show up on time. I do a good job, and they call you again. And yeah. people like your work, and they see it on the screen, and they call you again and again and again, and you just keep on getting more jobs. That's awesome. It's like a business that you build little by little. Um, are there any um, other makeup artists here in LA that inspire you? Yes, uh, Matthew Anderson, who's RuPaul's personal, of course, he's amazingly talented. Does he do anyone else but RuPaul, or I don't is, know. does she I... just have him in her pocket? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's so funny because you know he comes in and you look at him like, well, this is the dude with the long beard, and he's so talented. He picks up that brush and just boom. And when Ru steps out, it's just. I'm not even kidding. It's like an angel. Like everybody. I've seen, you know, I had the opportunity to see her in person many, many times. But even I think worked with them like four seasons, three seasons of that show. And everybody runs to see when Rue shows up. I bet. Like the whole crew and all these people that, you know, used to her, but it's still that amazing presence. It's such like a star quality. And it's just like, you are like, oh. I I, I imagine uh, angels singing. Yeah. And and he's just kind of looking at the makeup like, Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Uh, it's pretty pretty great. Wow. Yeah. When you're doing a gig, um, where do you pull your inspiration from? Uh, many times I have I try to feel what the client is all about. It depends what the gig is, right? Okay. Like if you're working on on film, who is the character? Okay. But if I'm doing a red carpet, who is that person? Uh, who all had the opportunity to work the other day? Um, uh, Lizzie McBride from uh, The Walking Dead. She plays Carol in The Walking oh, Dead. Wow. We did her for a Saturn Awards. The nicest girl. She was so cool. So before I did her makeup, we, we chatted. It's like, you know, how was it? I asked, how was it that you like your makeup? You know, she's very pretty. I mean, stunning eyes and mm-hmm. simple hair. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she didn't need much. But, you know, when I put her look together, it's like, well, what is it that, that I like? And I being like such a Tom Ford geek lately, and I like Tom Ford lipstick. And I used uh, George Romani foundation on her mm-hmm. and then my little Embry release, which I'm obsessed with skincare. Okay. It's amazing. Now you're obsessed with skincare well, because after institution school? Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful makeup starts with beautiful skin. I learned that from oh Mr. Shirimura. It doesn't, uh, how to say this? It's not what, it's not my passion. Does it make me, it's like my heart beat faster. Yeah. But the skincare helps the makeup look better. There you go. So the I don't want to do facials, but I'll use the beautiful moisturizer to get my makeup to be where I want it to be. You know, so everybody's different. Every gig is different. You Do know? you um, look at magazines a lot and like, you know, okay, there's a big pile. <laughs> um, it's funny because I can't look at it. There's like Inside, there's Vogue. And I don't know what W's are. I did this because I mean, hello. Right, well. Hotty, hotty. <laughs> Venice Texas has to buy it. This is a union magazine. Oh, okay. For Artisan and... Yes, I do because you want to be you want to be updated with the trends. Right. You what want to know what's just, hot, what's happening. You so know. what are the hot trends right now? Well, like the fall trends are starting to come in right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, we're still working the summer. I for me, yeah. What it's you can never go wrong with because I, the kids all about talk about strobing now. Oh, what's that? Strobing. It's because 
instead of controlling so much, they highlighting. So there's like a lot of highlighting oh. happening. It was like kids have been doing this for a long time and nothing new. And they constantly. Yeah, but it's it's beautiful because it's it's almost like a strobe light because you have all this light right here on the height on the upper okay. cheekbone and and, and so, on, the, on the nose. And so I know Benefit makes something called High Beam. I'm sure everybody's got something. Is that what it is? Is it? That yeah, you can use. Uh, but Mac has a thing called strobe cream that you can do on top. Like of it's course. a little iridescent, but that's been around for a long time. Yeah. I have been obsessed with. Uh, Hourglass, they have this little trio that is so beautiful because if you can see when they move their face, you can see the light dancing and you get all this beautiful. And Hourglass is the brand? Hourglass is the brand. Okay. And it's not chunky because you have to be careful because it's you not every, do it, right? everything is HD. So you, can, you can't really do chunky glittery because it doesn't look good. So this is really beautiful. It just gives like a beautiful, soft, Ooh, very fine shimmer. You know I'm going to look that up. Redonkulous. I'll show you. Okay. I have, I have it. <laughs> it's really, really And pretty. so you mentioned that you're really into Tom Ford's line of makeup right now. Why? What, what's so awesome well, about it? Well, I mean, Tom Ford is so stylish and he's so hot. But <laughs> And their lipsticks are just beautiful. Every time I use one of his lipsticks, people go, what is that? What oh, is that? Really? People get very it's excited. Pigment. Yeah, and it stays on all day, looks oh. beautiful, and the packaging is really pretty. Yeah. They're not cheap, but it looks look beautiful. But and the clients know, love it. It takes a lot of money to look mm -hmm. this cheap. That's yes. Really <laughs> <laughs> it's very Dolly Parton of you. <laughs> yeah, his, his lipsticks are beautiful. Oh, Highly, great. I love it. So you worked on a show that um, is a kind of an unsung show, but it's one of my favorites, and it's Drag You. Yes. <laughs> and Drag You, uh, for the listeners, was I think only one season on maybe I, two seasons. No, I think I think they did. Did it do three seasons on that? I think they, I know they did two seasons for sure, because yeah. I worked in two seasons. But I, okay. they may have done three seasons, but I'm not sure. I have to look that up. So Drag You was a show where they would take. Uh, biological women <laughs> and um, make them over as drag queens. Yes. And, you know, make them fat. And these women were boring women for the most part. Or or they, or they have some challenges. Too, right. Because right? some of those girls, like, they have, you know, low, low self-esteem and they, they didn't know how to dress up. Right. And then the drag queens, they have the drag mother and the yep. drag mothers will show them how to do that. Right. You know. And I loved it because that is like one of my secret dreams is to have a drag mother and <laughs> to be made over. But I didn't have a sad enough story to get on the show. Um, so, and I was thinking like, man, somebody should do that. Like offer that service. Like I'll drag you up or some, I mean, I would pay for it. <laughs> And I just, cause like I went to, I went to Sephora and I, cause I really want to know more about contouring because, yeah. you know, like Kevin O'Quan's book, I mean, he turns, you know, people into face, like, face forward. Yeah, yeah. Into like Marilyn Monroe, like just with contour, you know, yeah. you can do so much with contouring, but I don't know anything really how to do it other than like hollow out my cheekbones or whatever. And so I went to Sephora and I was like, teach me how to contour. And it was sad. Girl, it was sad. I was like, no, I want to be like a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at me horrified. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, my advice, if you really want to do something like hardcore makeup like yeah. that, I mean, of course, I'll have to show, but also uh, hit up Makeup Forever. Okay, I love Makeup Forever. Makeup Forever is amazing. Have you been to their boutique in Robertson? No. It's amazing. They're very talented. Makeup Forever. It's on the same street. Makeup Forever and Mac. 
Oh my the God. Mac Pro and Makeup Forever Pro Star, both in the same street, like uh -huh. a block apart. And they both have amazing makeup artists that they can help you out with that. Yeah. yeah. But will they really like do, because like I want to do it and like go out or something yes. like that. Yes. Well, we can actually both offer, you can make appointments and, and just they'll do whatever you want. Like it's a minimum purchase, I uh -huh. think. And I want my eyebrows on my forehead. Yeah, you can tell them, like, look, I want my eyebrows covered and bring your glue stick. They might even have it, right? And they cover your brows, make you flat. Yeah. And you know the drill. Make you flat powder, concealer, and redraw your brows. Because I've, I've never been dragged up. Now, I did have a drag queen tweeze my eyebrows for the first time. She threw me on the ground and tweezed me until I cried. But it was great. It hurts. I'm, I'm trying to take my picture and drag her for the this is a note or I haven't done drag in a long time. And this is like very light contour, but. Oh, yes. It's very little contour. It was Tinker Bear. I love it. You're so cute. I'll <laughs> have to post that on the blog. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know because people know what the hell I'm talking about. Because I'm showing you pictures and they don't get to see No, it. no. We have a blog. And we oh, post, perfect. We post pictures and links and all kinds of stuff on there. So oh, people awesome. can follow up on the website, which is www.com onlyin.la there you go um so when you're contouring when you're doing like extreme contouring like what are the best tips like because you know when you're watching drag race or even drag you you know they they're like like you can see the layers before they blend yes and so like that is so it's it's scary when you first see because it's all like stripes right yeah or uh, so, some of the queens you use very light almost like white and very very dark almost like super black but you need like a medium shade in between okay and you just kind of blend you just you do so you put on the hardcore layers and then you blend it yes in? and you soften that you blend and you powder i want you to do it right now <laughs> but because everybody's different some artists would like to contour with liquid some artists like to work with powder some artists like to work with cream and then there's airbrushing yes do you have a preference i go through faces i i am known professionally for my airbrushing skills oh that's like, like my claim to fame uh -huh. my old agents call me the beauty bear and then and i teach airbrush makeup and i love it oh wow uh, where do you teach i teach a ruby makeup academy Oh, we wow. do like about once a month class. They have a location in North Hollywood, one in uh, Upland, uh -huh. which is far, but the grows are amazing. And there's one in Temple City. And can anyone take a class there? Anybody you... can order the class. They can just call Ruby or go to uh, rubemakeupacademy.com and book a class. Oh, you know I'm yeah. looking. <laughs> Solar power is all about forward thinking. But when you generate clean energy from the sun, your meter actually runs backwards. The cost? No money down. Zero dollars to go solar. The savings? They start from day one. Save every month. Solar City is the easiest way to move forward with solar energy. Find out how much Solar City can help you save. Check out their savings calculator at gosolar.onlyin.la. And when you sign up through our referral link, your first month of solar is free. So help yourself, help the show, and help the planet. Visit gosolar.onlyin.la. So is, are, is there anybody out there that you can, would love to paint? Caitlyn Jenner now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet. know. I've been dying to touch her. I was like, oh, my God. She looks so good. Uh, she does. She yes. Looks, she looks better than her ex-wife. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Not terrible. laughs> 
Wow. Um, are there any, so, and then bringing it back to LA, are there any like locations in LA that um, inspire you or, or you know, where you'd love to shoot or? You know, it's really funny. Uh, I'm terrified every time I get a call and I look at it's on the west side, the west side, because it's the traffic such a nightmare to get right. there. So I was shooting a Pepsi commercial at Pepperdine University and oh. I was like, I was getting there super early every day because it was like a five day commercial or something like that. Okay. It was a shoot, I remember. But I got to see the sunrise every day and it was magical. It was so beautiful. I bet. And you so, know, so are you a Madonna fan? Yes. <laughs> so you know that her Cherish video was shot out there with the Pepperdine um, uh, water polo team. That's amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know that. Yes. Her, she's so, going on tour very soon. I know, I know. I know. Yes. So, so I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit. Okay. And, you know, kind of share with the audience how we met. So, um, about eight weeks ago, I went in and had gastric sleeve surgery. And I was talking to one of my friends about it. And, and how I was kind of scared or nervous about it. And he was like, oh, girl. And you guys know him. It's Leo, who I had previously on the show. He was like, oh, girl, you got to meet my friend <laughs> Levi. He had it done just a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, I have so many questions, and I don't know anybody that's doing it. And, you and know. I, I'm glad you, 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 you talked to me because it's, it, many times you feel alone, like, oh, I don't know anybody who's doing this. And then it really helps you talk to other people that are going through the same, and we have, all have the same questions and the same hopes and, and doubts. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so a couple weeks ago to him was actually in March, I guess, for you. March so, 23rd, yeah. So, and I had it done in May, on May 15th. I feel like we have new birthdays, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm never going to forget May yeah. 15th now. Um, and so I guess... You know, I know it's like a deeply personal I yeah. think, choice, and um, I know that I have my reasons for why I went through with it, um, and I will share it. So, yeah. um, I think it's important to share to people. There's a lot of people there that might be, like, you know, trying to decide should I do it or should I not do yeah. it. You know, and then they and might then, help them make a decision. And then, kind of also, kind of on the more negative side of it, um, I've gotten feedback or judged, I guess. That I've taken the easy way out, or that, yeah. or that, um, you know, well, my mom had the surgery because it, she, it, she had to have it, you know, and kind of insinuating that I didn't have to have yeah. it, and so it kind of bums me out. So, I did want to share that, you know, so I um, was pushing three hundred pounds. I was about two ninety two, um, and about four years ago, I went on a very extreme diet. Um, called the HCG diet and um, doing that diet I lost a hundred pounds over the course of two years well then I switched jobs I went from working 40 45 hours a week to working 80 hours a week for for two years so I all you know all of my hard work went out the window because I didn't have time time to plan my meals and pack my lunches and cook every Sunday like I was um, and so I gained it all back in two years. I gained a hundred pounds back in two years. And when I gained it all back, it came back so fast. Um, I started getting arthritis. I mean, I'm barely 40. So like, what? I can't You're 40? Wow. Good for you, honey. You Bam. Know, you know. You don't need no contour. <laughs> um, and so I was getting arthritis. Um, all of a sudden I was pre-diabetic. 
Um, I had this crazy like thing called plantar fasciitis where your like arch starts starts dropping from all of the weight and it feels like you're walking on glass. Um, and so I was just like, you know, I know I can lose the weight. Obviously I can do it if I'm focused, but I cannot put it back on because now my health is at risk. And so that's what really drove me to make the decision to, to have this kind of, you know, it's a permanent uh, tool. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a solution because there's still work that yeah, needs to go into Yeah, you have to it. work on it forever, yes. And so, so that's my story. So what's yours? Well, it's, it's, I thought about doing it for the longest time and I was always, it's really funny because if you talk to everybody, talk to people, people that have done the surgery, they'll say, yes, it's the best thing you've ever done. And if you talk to people that have not done the surgery and they'll say, oh, don't do it. You can lose on your own. Mm -hmm. Or people that think that, oh, it's just, you know, being vain or mm -hmm. these people are misinformed. Or it's like getting liposuction or yeah, some kind of they, cosmetic surgery. They, they're being very misinformed because it's, it's a great tool. It's not an easy way out. No. You still have to work hard. I work out almost every day. Uh, on the, I was at my highest, it was 312. Okay. And working on the set, it's no joke because you have to carry all the, the gear. You got to carry a chair. I was working on a show that was shot on a ship. Mm. And I had to go down inside of the ship as a big guy, 312 pounds, mm -hmm. carrying all that stuff for little, you know, step ladders that was designed for little twinky Navy mm -hmm. boys. <laughs> and after 12 hours, you completely tire, your knees hurt, your, your ankles are swollen. Mm -hmm. uh, I was diabetic. I was like high blood pressure. Uh, my mom had a heart attack at the age of 42. She's oh diabetic. Gosh. Grandma is, was diabetic. Both of my grandparents were diabetic and they smoked. You know, so for me, it was like a horrible family history and I knew it was just a matter of time. And when I became diabetic, it was very clear. Uh, yeah. My husband was completely against it because he was... He's scared. Scared, terrified. Mine was terrified yeah. too. His mom was very against you and, and you know, his family his family is very... They freak out about Botox. And like they're very like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, mm -hmm. you know. Hope they don't listen to this. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. But now everybody's super excited because they see how good it's been for me. Like my yeah. diabetes is gone. Uh, I don't take any more medicine. How long did it take for your diabetes to leave? I just finally uh, got a, uh, they didn't get a blood. Now it's been three months now wow. from the surgery. So you had it in March. And, and right off after the surgery, I stopped taking the metformin. I didn't want to take it anymore. And the doctor said, it's just a matter of time. And I had blood work done, and now I'm below the A1C that I think is, you consider diabetic if you're over 6.5, and okay. I'm just below it. Awesome. And the doctor said you were amazing. So I think I'm now back to pre-diabetic, okay. which is a good thing, you know. Okay. And uh, But I watch what I eat. I have maybe, maybe not have a couple carbs here and there, but yeah. I think mostly really good. And I'm working out, and I try to eat my energy bars, and I try to eat as often as I can. Yeah. And I just went back from a, a work trip. And about like a giant uh, protein powder thing because it's just easier that way. Yeah. You know, and I try to be as good as I can because I basically live a gypsy life. Every week I'm in a different place. Yeah, that's different. Tough. It was crazy because I was, you know, I was visiting my husband in Albuquerque and I came home on a Monday, Tuesday, I flew to Vegas to do a corporate gig for three nights. From Vegas, I flew to San Diego to do Comic Con and I came home. So it's just like, you know. 
And so when you're, I mean, wow. So what are you, so are you taking pre-made shakes with you? I, I bought the, the powder ones. So when I get to the hotels, you can just mix the water and a little shaker uh-huh. and I drink and I bring energy bars to the set because I was working backstage. Sometimes there's food. It's not always the best food for you. Right. Uh, it's, it's so funny because when you work with dancers, like, how do these people have these bodies and eat like par- and chicken parmigiana and pasta just before they go on stage? Right. Because they work out 30 hours a day. That's yeah. probably why. But I bring my energy bars. I usually try to bring, I have a little lunch thing, that little lunch container that I bring cheese and low fat, low sugar, yogurt and cheese sticks. Uh, but for Vegas, I didn't have this. So I just right. had my protein bars and my protein shakes. Okay. And when I have dinner out, I try to eat just the protein. I, I know I, I was yeah. really good. I resisted cheesecake. I resisted. I did have a drink. Oh. Oops. One little drink. Oh but. my gosh. I want to talk to you about that. Because <laughs> so they don't recommend drinking until six months. But it's like, I'll just Oh, have really? My doctor told me 18 months. See? And every doctor will say different things. Oh my gosh. In my mind, they gave me six months. Okay. So... So just for the listeners out there, when you have a gastric sleeve, your stomach, um, they basically remove your stomach from your body and they, they turn it into a tube. And the tube can only hold like a quarter to a half a cup yeah. of food. And so, um, and it's super important that we get our protein. Yes. And, so, and vitamins. You got to take your vitamins yeah, every morning. They vitamins. put them in prenatal vitamins. I'm taking women's vitamins now. Shut up. Yes. Don't get boobs. I, that's what I told them. Am I going to get boobs? Because then, <laughs> then I want big ones. <laughs> All or not, go big or go home. Yeah. So when you're eating, you know, they tell you to eat your protein first because they don't want you to fill up on broccoli yep. or whatever. Um, and so it's tough. And so one of the like, because proteins are the building blocks of the body. We need them more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Right? And so, and then you have to take, I take, um, two multivitamins a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. And then I have three calcium chews during yes. the day. Yeah. Are you they, the same thing? Mine switched. Uh, I used to do two vitamins per day, two chewable ones, the Flintstones. Yeah. Now I'm on prenatal vitamins. Wow. Uh, I take vitamin, uh, B1. I take. There's so many that I don't even remember. There's well, like I five got, things that are take. I got the vitamin that's everything in one. Like I don't have to do a no. million different ones. They huh? gave me a little list of all the things that yeah, I need to take Yeah, and I was like, that's day. too many things. I take all this. I take all those. It's like skincare. I got to do all of this. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I can't do all these. They're like, okay, here's And then one. you're full by the time you're done with that because <laughs> you're, you're already full. What I usually do is I have... Uh, uh, Omeprazole to fight uh, heartburn. Oh, I didn't. I don't have that. They luckily. told me to take that for a year. Oh, okay. I never had it. Every doctor is different, but they had me take that for a year. So I take that and I take all my vitamins and with water and I go to the gym because I don't like to work out with a full stomach. Mm-hmm. And I usually do. I'm being crazy. I do 30 minutes of treadmill and then now because I lost so far 59 pounds. Amazing. And then you know like. I don't have any butt left, so I'm doing squats at the gym every oh day. Oh my gosh, you're like, I the need my bear butt back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went down from size 44 to 36. Now my dispenser are 36, and it's just wow. been amazing. Wow, I'm going to just calculate. I don't even know how much I've lost. Let's see. When I started, well, my highest was 292, but that doesn't count. What was your surgery weight? Uh, my surgery weight was 270. And now I today this you look morning, good. You look I'm great. Two thirty-five. That's so, amazing, honey. So I lost thirty-five pounds in 
Eight that's weeks. really good. That's very good. Eight weeks. That's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my highest weight was 312. At surgery, it was 288. And I'm um, 229. Wow. It's wow. Just, yeah. Competing. And, it, and, it, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's really funny because now people are like, skinny bitch, tiny, shrinking bear. Like, just words that I never even dreamed that people call me that. You know, I think, so I've always been a huge ally of the gay community. I think... You know, not only is everyone fabulous, but everyone, I, I didn't feel judged or not accepted for my size in the gay community. Like, everyone lived for me no matter what. Be- because you're a fabulous girl. When you, a, a gay man, I mean, it, it really depends. So like, in the bear community, mm-hmm. the bigger you are, the sexier you are, mm-hmm. which is a big problem. Because mm-hmm. if you're comfortable, when I started hanging out with the bears, it wasn't this big. Mm-hmm. And then you go to bear pool, the barbecues, Uh-oh. it's everybody eating fried chicken, and there's cake, and then you just feel so comfortable. And the bigger mm-hmm. you are, guys go, oh, you're so hot. Mm-hmm. And like, well, I'm hot. Well, let me have another slice I of know. cake. In, exactly. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, you know, and if you're comfortable, and you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But if you go to mainstream gay neighborhoods like WeHo, Mm-hmm. If you look, all the boys are big muscle boys. Oh, I know. And if you come in as a big boy and they're like, like oh, bitch, please. They're not going to give you the time of the day. It's a yeah. different story. Yeah. But as a fabulous street girl, they're going to love you no matter what. It yeah. can be 800 pounds, it can be 50 pounds. You know, yeah. like, oh, you're fabulous, let's dance. You yeah, know? so I think that's one reason why I gravitated towards um, those communities. And so now when I talk to them, they're like, girl... You're gonna be incorrigible. <laughs> We're gonna not even be able to stand to be around you. <laughs> it's so funny because people, a lot of people, kind of freak out. They goes, "Oh my god!" And my husband was gone for two. He didn't see him for two months. So when he came back, he goes, oh, "Wow, drama. baby looks so tiny." You know, I mean, he's happy. Uh, one of my biggest concerns is because when he met me, he was a bigger boy, and he's also a bear. And I was like, well, is he not going to be attracted to me because I'm too skinny? And he <gasps> goes, that's ridiculous, babe. I love you no matter what. Oh, true love. I know. He makes me cry. Oh. I miss him so much. And But he was a little bit shocked because he was so skinny, you know. Yeah. And he's he's a much bigger man than I am because when he lost a bunch of weight, I was freaking out. <laughs> you, were, you were like, where is it my was like, child? whoa. And because at night, I'll hug him and then my arm would just kind of go. Like, it's like, wait, where's the other half for my Uh-oh. husband, you know? <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I've been struggling with, um, since the surgery is, is, uh, business lunches. Um, because these people you go to lunch with for business purposes are not your friends and they don't need to hear your whole story. And so, and then, so you're going and like, I'll have, I'll have the scallop appetizer, Yeah. you know? And then they're, then, then they feel weird and uncomfortable that like they're eating like a normal meal and you're like, yeah, but I mean, I, I tell them sometimes I just like you know what I had a, a stomach. It goes, what kind of you okay? Is yeah, it, so it's a gastric surgery, a weight loss surgery, so I can only eat a little bit, just to make it so easier. You, so you, so you, I just, I just, and tell they them. let you go after that. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, so they get it. But when it was still on liquids and soft foods, it was worked on the set, and then I would even go to to lunch or just eat on the trailer, bring my little, I read my Jello and my my yogurt, right? And then the producers look at me like, you don't want to eat. It's like, no, I'm eating. And they're like, they'll get confused because why don't you go? Because like, what is the point of me going to see, go there and see everybody eating barbecue yeah. when I can't have it? So just yeah. eat by myself on the trailer, which is totally fine. Yeah. But people think that you're all sad and lonely. They're like, no, bitches, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just, you know, just, I'm eating. And I'll, but I'll tell people and they understand. They're like, you know, I had gastric sleeve surgery. And they're like, what is that? I know. And is I don't want to go into it. And when I just, I just <laughs> tell them, you know, our stomachs are the size, uh, basically, of a football. And our mind is the size of a banana. 
So that's helped me with the weight loss oh, and they only okay. a little bit. And they're like, oh, okay, all right, bye. And then they go on. Oh, okay. For their days. You know, many other times people say, good for you, you know. I had one guy at the gym, they were like, why did you do this? And it was funny. I had two guys actually saying this to me. When I was getting my all my blood work and my exams done uh, for the surgery, the x-ray guy was like, well, I've seen people much bigger than you. Why are you doing this? <gasps> and I was like, I was like, oh, what? I know. <laughs> my first idea was just to say, none of your business. But I was right. like, you know what? I was like, because I, I told him, like, I have tried to lose weight in many ways, and I think this would be the best solution for me. End of the story. He goes, oh, good for you. Just kept on going. And then the guy on the gym said, why didn't you just keep on working? I was like, because it wasn't working, and I feel much better now. And now the same guy at the gym goes, good for you, man. Every day he sees me there, and he's happier. Now yeah. my friends are like, why are you, you know, you're eating so little. And I'm like, yeah, it's all I can fit. And they're like, I want that. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I heard. I want to drink some of your juice. What are you having? I know. It's so I'm funny. Like, I yeah. eat like a model now. Yeah. And I had a, a, one of my best friends. He was a big guy. He used to be 260. And now, I don't know what's his weight, but his pants are size 32. And he mm-hmm. lost the weight in the regular way, traditional way, diet exercising, mm-hmm. which it's, not for everyone, and he gave me a little bit of a hard time in the beginning, and and turns out he was the guy who took care of me after my surgery. Oh. And now he understands that he respects us. That if I'm not gonna have a support, you better let me know right away, and I'll find somebody else who's gonna support me because I don't need negative people around me. That's right. I was a little bit of a bitch, but you just need to tell them how you feel. And then he goes, you know what? I do support you, and I understand. And he was here with me for two weeks, and I ended up calling Nazi nurse because he like. You have to do this. You have to do that. Did you take your medicine? And he drove me crazy. He's so overprotective, but in yeah. a really good oh way. Oh my gosh. The first week, <laughs> the first week out of surgery was horrible. The first three days. The yeah. first three with days. With a trapped gas. I didn't, I, you know, I was lucky. I TMI people. I know, I know. So, <laughs> so what they do when they uh, perform the surgery is it's laparoscopic. And so um, uh, they actually put you on a liquid diet for about 10 days before two weeks. Or I, I did it. But... <laughs> Um, it's because they want you to trim down, I guess, to make more room. Well, because they want your liver to shrink. Okay. And uh, so there's easier room for them to work. Yeah, for the doctors to work. So they, they put these, they put incisions in you. And then from what I can, what I've heard, because I was knocked out. <laughs> um, they, they, I know, they woke up like, are we going? Are you already done? It's just, yeah. it's just like that. Yeah, they, they fill you full of gas. So I guess they, they pump up your stomach. Um, so that the doctors can I wish you could go... see pictures for my Instagram. I know. <laughs> uh, well, we'll link up your Instagram. <laughs> um, and so they fill up your stomach with gas, and then they go in there laparoscopically and do the surgery. And so um, after surgery, you that gas that they put in you has to come out somehow. Yeah, it's trapped in there. And so, I mean, they were like... I could hear it. Really? I, I got lucky. I mean... I swear my said, I'm Groot. and so they make you walk a lot and it was um, they made me walk with a walker in the hospital i was like i was like i just wanted to sleep because i was so tired and because i'm diabetic they'll come and check my blood uh, my sugar level every like 30 minutes an hour yeah and they're like oh your sugar is high let's give you blah 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 your insulin shots and it's, it's like you guys are taking amazing care of me. I was like, can't everybody just get the hell out? I want to sleep. I was I so irritated, ready to come home. Yeah. But they had the little thing to avoid coagulation and all, like, so much oh, happening. Yeah. I have these the things on, on my leg. Yes. Yeah. It was just so much. Um, and they're like, have you gone to the bathroom yet? 
And then they discovered it was the little, the train thing. I had like a little straw inside of me. Oh, you did. And I didn't see that because I had a little pajama and you completely high, right? From yeah. the, the pain medicine. Yeah. The stuff. little button I kept on pushing again. <laughs> I was like, I think it pushed it too much. The lady goes, don't worry about it. You only release every 30 minutes. I was like, okay. And I kept, <laughs> but just the fact that you're pushing that, you're pressing that button, it feels like it's releasing. It, uh, I mean, yeah. it, it, it relieves your pain, right? Yeah. So, and the guy goes, hey, well, did you go to the bathroom yet? And I was like, oh, and then we finally went to the bathroom. So you can go home now, but we need to remove your train. And when I saw it, it was like this giant ball of liquid. Don't get grossed out, people. Like blood or something in there. And it was like a straw inside of me. Wow. That they whooped. I had to, they he pulled it. I kept seeing the tube coming out of my body. And it went like this, poop. I'm like, ah! If that was the only thing that freaked me out, it freaked me out. And my friend Mar- Martin didn't have it either. Mine is mine did. I wonder why. Just say his name. I just say his name. I'm well, not <laughs> Nobody knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a funny thing too. Is like you can't really hide the surgery because then you just drop a bunch of weight quick and people go, "What's going on?" I you know, know, I know. And I just started a new job, and so I'm like. So by Good December, you, yeah. I'll be half the size. So don't be tripping. Yeah, I have cancer. Yeah, <laughs> the people, the the, the gym lady, because I couldn't work out for six weeks after the right. surgery. But I go and walk, and then one day I just show up, and then she goes, Levi, you half of your size. And people just, a lot of people freak out, and they hug me. And go, my hands, my arms can go all around you now. Yeah. For me, like what they call known scale victory, an SV, uh, was to be able to fly without freaking out is the belt gonna fit i know that is one of my well, things yeah too. because that i know there was a, i never needed thank god but it was a the time extender. that i just sat the lady just looked at me she goes did you need a, a, a belt extension and it's like oh i'm okay but it was like <clears throat> if i ate the peanut it would pop you yes know? girl I know and that. the tray would just lay on my belly yeah and i was able i took a picture and posted on my facebook like bitches the tray fits i know and then a good friend of mine goes what is the point of using the tray if you can't eat? It's like, oh, you bitch. I can put my book in there. And we're laughing about it. Oh, my gosh. This is another misconception. You can eat, just you eat better choices. And you eat, I mean, it's just smaller. And yep. what I, so, like, what I've been doing is get, I get a half salad, um, which I know I'm not supposed to eat salad, but I do. Yeah, because um, for me, they, eight weeks, no salad, I think. It was eight weeks. Yeah, well, I guess I'm eight weeks out. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> So, but it's but then again, every doctor is different and everybody's different. My friend said, his doctor said, you eat it. If it makes you sick, don't eat it again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They say, my doctor told me that the first three months are trial and error. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's different. Trying to figure yeah. out what you can eat. So I end up getting half a salad and I always get it to go. I eat a little bit and then I go back to my desk and then I'm literally picking at that salad for the rest of it. It takes me like four hours yeah. to eat the half a salad. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'll eat it. It just takes me a long time. Yeah. I went to breakfast in a place that I used to go all the time in, in, in Eagle Rock with a friend of mine. And their portions are really big. And I always eat that and giant muffin and drink, you know, uh, sodas. No, not, I, well, lately I wasn't already drinking soda, but I drink my, I like bubble water. This is one I thing I miss. I love soda water I too. miss my, my, my Pellegrino water. Uh, but now I went back there and I had like three bites and it was full and I took it to go. That was my breakfast for like three days. Yeah. Like a giant omelette. That I'm it just, sure. Yeah. I'm and sure. in the first month, I saved so much money in food because all I, I was know. eating was protein shake. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I'm a cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any advice that you wish you had had before you had the surgery that you could offer? Uh, I asked 
a lot of I wish I had done it sooner okay that's I really I truly wish that's I, a common a lot of yeah, people say that because, I mean but I don't regret you know I try to live my life with no regrets I, I'm I feel like I'm a very blessed person I live, I'm, I'm a happy guy now I was a happy guy before um, you know I have I do what I love mm-hmm. uh, every day I get to do makeup is a good day I, I, people go oh it sucks you work it's like I love my job yeah I, not many people get to say this I truly love what I do and I love interacting with people and I'm blessed to have some amazing clients that mm-hmm. crack me up and make me laugh and they're excited about makeup mm-hmm. you know and one of my girls have been pushing me to do hair and she's so funny because I dab in hair but I'm not a hairstylist and she mm-hmm. goes you have to stop saying you don't do hair because you rocked it I was like oh my god she's amazing I'm actually working with her this week oh cool and she's pregnant I got a little baby gift from her so I'm excited but Anyways, I was happy before and I'm happy now, but I wish I had done this sooner because I would have been able to do much, many more things. I mean, I have decided this is the first time I'm telling. I told my trainer this morning, nobody knows anybody about my husband. I don't know when, but I have decided I'm going to run a 5K. <gasps> awesome. We should train together. We should. Yes. It's we really should. doable. you know. And when, it, I, when I had lost 100 pounds, I did um, two triathlons. That's amazing. That's crazy. I know, girl. That's good for you. Yeah, so I would like to... So my 5K is nothing. Ah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It was the Nautica triathlon. Yeah. It's the baby one. Okay, but still, Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a... It was a... I think a a half a mile swim. um, I think it's an 18-mile bike ride. And a three-mile run. That's amazing. I have considered doing the AIDS life cycle. There's so many of our friends do. They ride their bikes from San Francisco to LA. But then my... Oh, that's city, crazy. It's a stretch. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the 5K and see how it goes. Yeah, have you picked which one you want to do? No, I haven't picked yet. This is something okay. I decided today. Oh, I, was, okay. I told my trainer this morning. I was using this app from Couch to 5K. And they oh, have like yeah. a bunch of different, different choices. Yeah. So this is like something really new. So I haven't even okay. decided anything Well, we yet. should... We should be comrades. Let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. um, I've been wanting to do um, the Tinkerbell run. At oh, they Man. just had that. Yeah, like, I think there's like a friend one. of mine flew in from Sacramento. A crazy Dana. Her name is Dana Carr. Crazy Dana. Crazy Dana flew in and oh, to do uh, the the Tinkerbell run. Yeah, so I know they have some other ones coming up at Disneyland. Crazy Dana will be a whole chapter on my makeup interview. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll have to <laughs> <follow>. <laughs> So, so let's talk about Levi's LA. So where are all the places that you frequent in Los well, Angeles? Well, we love, it's so funny because there's, it's, there's, no, he's gone. And I, every, every time I, every, I go, every time I go, people ask, where is Zach? There's so Levi and Zach mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, we like to host parties actually in our house. Okay. Uh, and people were like, well, what happened? I haven't got any invitations. Like we haven't been able to do it. Cause Zach's a set designer and he likes to build, we actually go to town and build sets. Wow. Like we had, uh, uh, and it's usually something politically very incorrect. Okay. Very offensive. Yes. We had, uh, it all started as a big joke because I look Mexican and we decided to have a Cinco de Mayo party. Oh my gosh. And it was, uh, come dress as your favorite Mexican stereotype. Oh, okay. So we had a Frida Kahlo that came over with the live chickens in this house. I was a luchador and I was a chola. Zach was a gardener. He was uh, a cholo. So there was all kinds of different people dressed as crazy wild costumes oh and then we started doing parties from time to time. I would have come as a chola too. Yes. <laughs> my friend uh, Selma came as an hour later, Guadalupe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so wrong, so wrong. Uh, 
And then we had the, the Asian theme when it was a Golden Buddha. And oh my Zach, gosh, it, I want it, an invitation. It was amazing. So we will have, I think this year we're planning on a Halloween party called Ooh. That's Just Wrong. <laughs> I'll have to show you the pictures. Oh you got to crack that out of there. Amazing. So we like, that's our main things. But when we go out, we usually hang out at the fault line, mostly at the Eagle on okay. Santa Monica Hoover. Mm-hmm. And we like the Barracuda, which is a bear dance. Oh. They used to be down the street at Equiplex and all day all over the place, but they're a lot of fun. We have okay. a friend, Ryan Jones, who did DJ at our wedding. He DJs at Barracuda and it's always amazing music and you can dance. I have so much fun. Oh my gosh. I need yeah. to check those out. Yeah, I, do, I do love the fault line. I might be the only female. Yes. There, but I love it. Few, my, <laughs> the first time I went to the fault line, it was with my friend, Crazy Dana. Uh-huh. We were working in, uh, in Fresno and we drove down to LA. And we went on the fault line. It was on a Thursday, and it was underwear night. And the guy she goes, "But it's underwear night." She goes, "But I don't wear underwear." <gasps> and they're like, "Yeah, I don't think they want to see a naked woman." And she goes, "They're not friendly." So we laughed. But that was back in the day. <laughs> she's just, she's amazing. Yeah. So the fault line is, uh, I guess, a legendary gay club here yep. in LA. Um, and um, there's a lot of gay porn on the Yeah, on the there. giant screen. There's like so, a giant penis that gets hard yes, and shoots in the yes, online. Yes, it's very um, penal-centric. Yeah. And so, I mean, <laughs> it's I... Very, it's very graphic. And my husband is a great sport, um, but I told him that it's, maybe the fall line's not for him. Yes, <laughs> you can bring him to the Abbey, or, or, yeah. or you can go see the Drag Race girls at, at Mickey's. Okay. Mickey's and Rage. It's a lot of the girls at Delta Work and at Chad Michaels. They perform there. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So, right, so it's like more mellow. So you can, you know, it's yeah. a straight guy friendly. Yeah. The fall line's a little more hardcore in the ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We usually go there because we're pretty low key guys. They come my day off. I'm like flip flop and cargo shorts and mm-hmm. and a t shirt. Like I had a client who told me, "You dress like a straight man." I was like, "What is that supposed to mean?" Because the bears are wear flannel and shorts, you oh, know, like right. a very plaid, plaid, very bearish. <laughs> and we go to those bars, it's just so easy and very low key. It's not as yeah. pretentious, you know, it's yeah. just basically old school stuff. So where do you love to go buy your makeup? I love, there's three stores there you go. Okay. Mamie's, Nigel's, and Friends. they all in the valley. They have everything you can think of for makeup and hair and special effects. And all the three combined, they have, oh my God, they carry makeup forever. They carry NARS, they carry Smashbox, they carry everything. Yeah, I've been to Mamie's. I've been to actually a couple of them. I love those stores. Yeah. And they they do very, very well. For a new set of brushes right now. Oh my God. I just posted it on my Facebook the other day because I have my favorite, of course, the Shoemura. Okay. And they range between 45 for. To three hundred dollars for one brush. I'm sure they're yeah. very expensive, but I discovered a brand called Hakuhodo that I buy at the trade shows. It, it's really good, but they have a store in Torrance that I've been avoiding going there because I know it's going to be. I can't. I can't because I was looking at Kevin O'Quan's brushes. I had some of his brushes. They're good too. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just a, yeah. a house and they're user. beautiful. The yeah. beautiful handle as well. Yeah. Well, cool. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your LA with us. Um, So um, this next segment I call the hashtag only in LA tweet section. Okay. And so I've pulled a couple tweets. Um, This one is from Paulina Jane Isaac. So she's at at Paulina Jane 15. And she says, 
She just witnessed a man driving a deep purple Rolls Royce down Wilshire with a cigar in his mouth. Hashtag only in LA. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the car culture here is quite a uh, wide range. Yes. Um, a purple, deep purple Rolls Royce. I've seen a hot pink Rolls Royce. Or zebra hum- Hummer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen such a thing here? Well, there's also Angelina, the pink Corvette. Oh, yes, Angelina. It's a Corvette, right? Yeah. Yes, and yes. she always has the new Corvette. And she's at a fall line selling her shirts. Shut up. Yeah, she's Is there she all really? the time. Yeah, she comes up on the beer bus and then she opens up the trunk and you can buy her shirts. Oh, my gosh. I got a picture of that. I got a picture of that. <laughs> so next we have from Royce Shockley, who's at Royce Shockley. Um, nothing like seeing gas jump 70 cents per gallon in two days. Hashtag only in LA. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I, I was wondering what happened that I was in San Diego and in San Diego, I was like, the gas is expensive here. And today I saw, I took a picture, 549 down yeah. the street. Yeah, what 549. Happened? Did somebody like. Ryan's in the war? What's happening? I know, I thought we had so much. I know, it's crazy. It went up big time. I went, and I, we don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last tweet we have um, is from Hell A. And she's got a great show on YouTube called uh, Only in Hell A. Oh, awesome. And um, it's really a funny show. And so her tweet is, Only in LA would one of the hottest spots be a vegan Mexican place. <laughs> I'll say it again. Vegan Mexican. <laughs> hashtag gracias madre. Hashtag only the, in LA. It's so funny because that is so true because it's LA is very Mexican and LA can be very vegan. Yeah. I can totally see that being only in LA. Yeah. I, so you can find anything you want here, food wise yeah. or drink wise. Yeah, you know. that's what I, I've been saying. Like, if, if it doesn't exist, I mean, if it's not here, it may not exist. Yes. <laughs> um, and I've been to Gracias Madre yeah. two and it, times. And it's part of the magic of the city, you know. And then it's funny because LA is probably the most hated and most loved city in this country. It is. You see, like, people that talk, East Coast people, San Francisco people talk so much smack about LA. Mostly those people don't know LA uh, proper because it's a city. It's you know you go to San Francisco, it's gorgeous. You yeah. see all the beauty. It's, it's right there. Yeah. LA reveals itself little by little. It does. You know you look at downtown, it's not the prettiest, and then you go in spring and six is really cool. Or you yeah. go to Venice, it's awesome, but you discover the little canals, and you go mm-hmm. to Pepperdine, discover the beautiful view, and Echo Park Lake and Griffith Park, and there's so many spots. But it's not right there for you because it's so big. So it's you got to discover, and yeah, it takes time. And, and it took me about a year to fall in love with LA, and I'm not. I don't want to live anywhere else now. Yeah, so and you know that's one of the inspirations for this show is actually to expose the little pockets of awesomeness mm-hmm. here. And you know, I was a hating San Francisco person, so yes, um, me too. I cried all the way to Bakersfield when I moved here. Yeah, we're gonna want to go there. Those I people are plastic and awful. I know, and then now that I'm here, I'm like. This I mean, is amazing. Have we, turned, have we turned into plastic awful people? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I still don't have a tan. They, I did have a few times. It's uh, exact how to well, spray. You, I have a machine. You sprayed it on. Yes, I have a spray tanning <laughs> machine right here. So, yeah, I mean, it took me a while, I think, to, you know, when I first got here, I was, um, I'm going to represent. I'm going to represent for the weirdos, you know, yeah. because I was like, I'm not plastic. I'm authentic. But then you discover that there are plenty of weirdos here, too. There's yeah. everything. There's there everyone. Is. And there's, you know, everything for everyone. Which is 
exactly it's right. A, it's a very embracing city. It just takes time for you to discover it. Yes, and if you listen to this show, it'll take you less time. There you go. It makes hey. it faster. Well, thank you so much, Levi. This it's, was a you're great welcome. conversation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And so where can people find you if they want to know more about you? They can find more about me on my, uh, follow me on Instagram at beautybearla. Okay. B-E-A-U-T-Y, B-E-A-R-L-A. Okay. Uh, my website, beautybylevi.com. Okay. Um, there's uh, my resume is there. There's my pictures and there's, yeah. I'm on Twitter under Beauty Bear LA as well. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm on Facebook under Beauty Bear LA too. But All right. I've been really active on Instagram. So everybody follow me on Instagram. Okay. I'm going to follow you. Yes. That would be awesome. And we will also share all of these links in in um, the website. So uh, please go to www.onlyin.la and subscribe to our postcast. And then you I will. Can, and you can get all of this information emailed to you. You don't even have to visit our website. We'll send it to your inbox. Bam! So, all right. Well, thanks again. And thank you guys out there for listening to another fantastic show of hashtag only in LA. Thank you, guys. Bye. for this show has been provided by Veneer off their forthcoming sophomore album Chainspreader. Find them on Instagram at Veneer Music or on iTunes. You can contact us via email at onlyinlapodcast at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and SoundCloud. And find us on our website at onlyin.la. And please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at onlyinlapodcast. Thanks again, you guys. See you next time. This podcast has been provided to you as a part of the SheTalks.LA network of podcasts. Podcasts by women for everyone.